0: Hello? Check one, two. Is this thing on? Hello? Check. Of course it is. Hey everybody, this is Jay Reels, the host of the Jay Reels Podcast. Coming to you from the boogie down Bronx in New York City, north of Manhattan. This is my maiden voyage into the podcast universe. Hopefully the first of many, 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 many more to come. I greatly appreciate you clicking or logging in or however you find your podcast information, whether it's be through iTunes Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, whatever it may be. Uh, it goes without saying how much I truly appreciate you taking a little bit of, of your time to listen to whatever it is I have to say in the world of sports, whether it be on the diamond, the gridiron, the ice, the hardwood, golf course, tennis court, you name it, from my lips to your ears, from my heart to your soul, from where I am to wherever you are, Jay Reels looks to deliver all the goods when it comes to the world of sports. And for those who are tuning in for the very first time, Welcome, and hopefully you'll come on back in the weeks to come As I am looking to schedule, at least for the first few months, a podcast every other week And then of course, once I pick up steam, I will certainly go on a weekly basis And obviously, toward the end of this podcast, I will share with you all the outlets that you could find me And of course, this podcast Let's get right to it The introduction of J Reel's I'm a 48, about to be 49-year-old sports fan. Sports fan for life. If anything, it's the probably the most passionate thing that I am, that I'm near and dear to my heart, is sports. Baseball is my first love. Met fan growing up in the Bronx. That's right. Met fan growing up in the Bronx. It's crazy that that may sound, but my great-grandfather was a huge New York Giant fan way before my time, before they moved from the New York to San Francisco, back in uh, the late 50s. In 62, when the Mets became part of the National League, he had become a Met fan, and through him, especially in the early 70s, as I mentioned before, that's when my love for not baseball, but for the Blue and Orange, the Amazons, as they were once called, uh, came to fruition. Now, because of that, that just spawned off an interest like no other. At four years old, I was reciting all the Met players' names and what their numbers were, not only that, I was also mimicking the legendary broadcaster of the New York Mets at that time, Lindsey Nelson, Hall of Famer. And you know he of the crazy plaid jackets always uh, stuck out on every broadcast whenever the Mets were on WOR back in the day. That just became a springboard for the other sports, whether it be in the mid-70s following the Pittsburgh Steelers, another one of my true loves. Growing up in the Bronx, there were only two teams you rooted for, it was either the Steelers or the Cowboys and there was no way the Jets or Giants were on anybody's radar because they were awful. After that, became the Boston Celtics. People say, wait a minute, how can anybody from New York, especially the Bronx, root for the Celtics? One of the first basketball games that I went to was in 1978, John Havlicek's farewell tour, last game being played at Madison Square Garden was a game I went to with my cousin, who's like a brother to me, JD and my, my other cousin, his brother, Josh. We went to go see that game. And for whatever the reason, ever since then, I became a Celtic fan. Now, mind you, the following year, they were awful. But then, of course, 79-80, they drafted Larry Bird. And the rest is history. As far as my hockey team is concerned, yes, I do like a New York team other than the Mets. The New York Islanders were a team that in the middle of their great Stanley Cup run, I became a fan of. Now, of course, everybody's going to say, ah, you jumped on the bandwagon. And right, they won a the couple cups. they were on the verge of winning that third cup. And then getting that fourth cup in a sweep of over Edmonton, drive for five, 19 straight playoff series, which is a record that will never, ever, ever be broken in any sport, you know, in particular North American sports. But I became a fan of that team. And ever since, I bled blue and orange on the ice, as well as the blue and orange that's on the baseball diamond. My college basketball team, Georgetown Hoyas. Georgetown, the first game that I had seen was the national championship game, 1982, Patrick Ewing versus Michael Jordan, obviously North Carolina Tar Heels, we all know how classic that game was, pretty much was the the beginning of the legend of his airness, number 23, making that last uh, second jumper, 63-62 down in the Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana, and I followed Georgetown ever since. In fact, one of my all-time favorite athletes, all-time favorite players is Allen Iverson. His two years at Georgetown, 95, 96. I mean, too bad he couldn't stay four years. In fact, he was the first Georgetown player not to complete his four years at college, but as we all know how his career turned out, Philadelphia 76er, Hall of Famer, and hopefully one day, one day, he'll be able to bless us on this program, and I would love to have a sit-down and interview with that brother right there. Uh, college football, I don't really have a team. College uh, here in the Northeast, you don't really have a team to root for. I mean, I know there's some people that would root for Notre Dame. I guess back in the heyday of the Fighting Irish going back to the 60s and 70s, a lot of people had rooted for the Fighting Irish. But uh, I was never one to wrap my arms around college football. Later in life, and definitely over the last 10 years, I've become a little, I would say just a casual fan, you know, to say it nicely because – When you don't have an allegiance to a team, especially this late in life as a sports fan, it's kind of hard to just pick a team and say, hey, I like these guys or I like this team. You know, unlike Georgetown, I was what, 13 years old when I started watching them. So, of course, you know, you have a track record as a fan, but with college football, I didn't have that. So, although it's become a lot more popular, probably when you look at the ranks, you know, it's pretty much up there. With some of the other sports. I mean obviously it's not going to be as popular as the NFL. Or even Major League Baseball. But certainly it's become. It really has skyrocketed. As far as. People following it. Watching it. And the BCS many years ago. Which to me was a joke. We all know they fixed that with the college playoff. Now they have four teams. Now everybody wants. Oh let's move it up to eight teams. You know in due time. But college football wasn't a thing for me. So therefore. I don't really have a team and there are other sports that I follow you know boxing was great back in the day but it's a joke I'm not an MMA guy I'm more of a traditionalist I'm not the type of guy that's gonna just jump on the bandwagon for a sport just to watch a sport or people who want to get me to play let's say fantasy football to me fantasy football people I'm sorry I'm in the minority in this and I get that but there is no way on God's green earth I'm going to put one red cent into fantasy football. And people are going to say, why? Jay Reels, you're a huge sports fan. You love football. Well, why is that possible? Simply put, I'm not going to draft players that could potentially play against my team. So therefore, I'm going to look away or I'm going to pass on certain players because I'm not going to want to root for some stupid fantasy number that a running back or a quarterback is going to have against my team just for the sake of winning or getting... no. To me, it's unethical when it comes to a sports fan. I'm sorry. And anybody could argue that with me for as long as they want. I get it. It's a matter of opinion. But to me, it just does not. It's just unethical. I'm not going to go as far as saying it's immoral. But at the same time, it's why am I going to root for a player to score five touchdowns or get 50 fantasy points or whatever it may be, but have my team win 38-35? I mean, it's stupid. To me, it's just uh uh-uh, uh sorry, you're not gonna get me to do any of that. Rotisserie baseball. Uh yeah, I know there's fantasy basketball and hockey, but football we all know that's the that's the creme de la creme when it comes to uh any type of fantasy sport. But uh no, definitely not for me. And with me being a traditionalist, I understand I could be a little bit flexible with some of these things. When we, you look back over the years, the division realignment, you know, the extra wild card team in baseball. Uh that was something at first I'm like, eh, but you know what? You have to love it because it gets that second team involved and then you have that one-game playoff, which pretty much, for all intents and purposes, is sudden death. And that happened to my team two years ago, the Mets, when they played the Giants, that game at City Field when they lost 3 nothing. Connor Gillespie, home run off of Jerry's Familia, please. Bringing up some bad memories there. But there are things that I've been able to warm up to. You know, some of the replay stuff in baseball is okay and it's good because it gets the call right for the most part. NFL, they're still working on that with the catch and the rules committee, they better do something about that. But that's that's a story for another show somewhere down the road. But I am a type of guy that I love my traditional sports. Like I said, not an MMA guy. Boxing I love, but please, boxing's been a joke the last 15 years and for all intents and purposes it's dead. You know, I love all the golf Majors, the tennis majors, those are great to watch. Even the three big horse races in the early spring Kentucky Derby, Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes right here in our backyard. I'm into all that. And hopefully, over the course of as long as I'm alive on this planet, I'm going to bring you all that's happening in the world of sports from various outlets. Not only just players, current or former, broadcasters, Sports writers, media personalities, talk show hosts, even fans. Because the fans, although they get their say when it comes to a two way talk sports show you know over the phone, then you know obviously that's not gonna happen here. It's not a live show. So what's gonna happen is I'm gonna have fans that I know that are passionate about their teams, that just don't parachute in on a game or parachute in on a team when it's good or anything like that. No. And despite the fact that this show is for the casual sports fan, the sports 101, or the rabid diehard PhD sports fan like I am, you know, I want to have that type of passion that I know I'm going to bring to the program, and I only want to deliver that to you guys. So that's pretty much, in a little nutshell, what it's going to be about. And just to give you a quick who, what, when, where, why, pretty much told you who J Reels is going back to my childhood. And now that I'm embarking on this program, but even more importantly, you know, it has been a long journey. In 2001, I started my sports talk show host career, if you want to call it that, working at a community center in the South Bronx called The Point. Craig Tindall, who gave me my start, I did a weekly program every Thursday, 7 to 8. It was fantastic. That's how I was able to own my craft and certainly cut my teeth into making all the mistakes that I want. I'm sure there were probably one or two people listening. It was WPNT 1700 AM radio. It was just a small signal that probably went 10 blocks in the neighborhood. But that's all right, because that's where you start. That's where you learn. Then in 2008, seven years after that, I dove into the internet radio pool, where I hosted my own weekend show at first, then became a weeknight, two-hour Two-way sports talk telephone show And that was fantastic Interviewing many people in the world of sports Former athletes, the broadcasters, etc, etc I also had a partner there for some time, JD Who was very instrumental in that show It was actually called The Final Word with j reels and JD And that was on Blog Talk Radio I did that between 2008 and 2013 At that time I had to take a little hiatus Going do some personal stuff in my life In the fall of 2013 But then just About a year and a half later I resurfaced Doing some spot shows On an AM radio station Out in Long Island WGBB Sports Talk 1240 Rob Kowal Who was Beyond Patient And instrumental And in Taking my Talk show host career To another level That was fantastic Just being able to Be on the radio again And to Bless everybody with my knowledge and what I know that I could bring to the table when it comes to talking SPRTS. And then now. And I understand that this is a platform where it's saturated, maybe even oversaturated, with just a zillion types of shows, different types of shows. And I'm sure the sports shows probably rank up there as one of the tops. I'm sure you got a lot of music podcasts and uh, cooking podcasts. Who knows? I haven't even... Scratch the surface on what else is out there But all I know is that for me And what I want to do And Put my stamp In this universe Is just what I said to you earlier Deliver passion Deliver An engaging Entertaining Knowledgeable But most importantly Credible sports podcast for you guys For the masses And I can only hope That whatever time you take out That sliver of anywhere between a half hour to an hour and a half however long this interview process may be or the shows may be just knowing that you're taking the time out to listen to what I have to say it means the world to me and this is why I'm here I feel that this format needs a show like mine needs to have passion needs to have some little feistiness and that's not to say I'm going to Go off on a deep end and start yelling and screaming and banging my chest. No, that's not what the show's about. You know, I'm not gonna be some blowhard just to make a name for myself to try to attack people. No, but I'm gonna speak the truth. Because no matter what team I love or what team I do not love, I'm going to be objective, fair, open but honest about what ever's going on in the world of sports or whatever's going on in that season. Time period Whatever it may be And of course when we get to When First program is going to be coming shortly I know I'm recording this A little Couple weeks before everything launches And I'll get to all the contact Information, social media sites My website, etc. in a minute But more importantly I want to put out That quality program Every week probably sometime into the summer. You know, as we're getting into spring, just in another month, you know, again, I'm going to put shows or put out shows that are going to be anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour and a half. I would look at it from a standpoint of every other week as opposed to every week. But once I start to build steam, I think I mentioned this earlier, the most important thing is to deliver quality. I don't want to pump out shows every week And not bring the pain, so to speak, and be able to give you 100% of me as opposed to just pumping out a show every week and giving you 75 one week, 100 the next, 50, until I get my bearings, until I get those wheels turning, and then once we're on the road and we're off and running, then it'll be weekly, but hopefully you get a little patience there in the beginning if you're looking for some content, but uh, trust me, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be here, so... That's when J. Real is going to broadcast every other week until about the summertime until you get me on a weekly basis. Where, of course, I'm in New York, Bronx, as I mentioned from the start. A lot of the show is going to be, I don't want to say it's going to be New York-centric. There's going to be themes that are going to be New York-centric. But more importantly, it's going to just talk about anything in the world of sports. So if it's an NBA final, if it's Golden State and Cleveland again, and I want to do a preview, of course... I'll have somebody on to discuss that and it, that's what it's going to be. So it's just not going to be Knicks, Mets, Yankees, Rangers. No, no. It's going to be all sports. It tastes some New York flavor in there. Your your earbuds will uh, certainly experience that. But at the same time, it's not 100% that. But more importantly, the show, as much as I want to entertain, but also want to inform. And that's the main thing. Because how I look at it is, is that if I've been doing this on and off for the last 17 years, And now having this platform to produce my own show independently, I might add. So, you know, no backings of sponsors or people financing this podcast. This is all coming from from the bottom of my pocket. But you know what? It's a love of mine. And again, I just want to deliver quality, top-notch content. And just as I said before, to me, this is why I'm here. And then the how? How is pretty simple. You can check me online at any of my social media sites whether it's Twitter jreels1 so j a y r e e l z 1 no o n e just a number on Instagram jreels j a y r e e l z I also have a Facebook page the jreels podcast it will also connect you to my profile as well there's a, an email address that uh, if you have any co- comments questions whatever it is suggestions that may be Send me an email at Podcast At gmail.com And yes There is a website www.JReels.com Again J-A-Y-R-E-E-L-Z.com. That'll have everything That you could imagine on there uh, In reference to A bio about myself What the show's about All the content that'll be on there Some information possibly down the road Of some upcoming guests uh, Shows uh, a lot of different things that uh, will be uh, resourced on that website, so please feel free to go on there whenever you have an opportunity. you know if you see anything you like or hey you want, again, you want to make a suggestion please send me an email and uh I'll be more than happy to uh, follow up with you uh shortly thereafter. on top of that, as far as finding the show what will be even that much more important and I again I, I greatly appreciate you listening and taking the time out. Of your day to listen to this maiden voyage podcast, which is zero zero to me, this isn't the first one. This is like the the prequel, or I should say, the uh, what would that be? What's the opposite of the epilogue? See, this is why I need an intern to get behind the scenes. To you know, the epilogue would be the pretty much the finale, the recap of everything. So now I need the pre. I guess it's the pregame show. Who knows? But anyway, the content and when it comes to the website, go to iTunes. Subscribe there to Apple Podcasts, please. Subscribe. Being a subscriber of my show will mean the world. And not only that, but it'll also populate. It'll also uh, get a lot of hits. Not only that, it'll also attract other people to see what this podcast is all about. And if you could do that, tell a friend. uh, Take your friend's uh, iPhone or Galaxy and there's a... Believe it or not, I know a lot of people probably don't even know about this or they just overlook it. But there is an app on your phone. All you got to do is just scroll to wherever it is. It's probably on the very first page with your contacts. I'm sure with any social media sites, uh, the weather, just click on podcast, type in the J Reels podcast, hit subscribe, even leave a comment, please. Any questions, comments, criticism, praise, whatever it may be, it's all good. And uh, I understand I don't want any negative reviews, but you know what? Sometimes a little negativity well, a little controversy uh, could go a long way. But uh, with that said, please, people, again, from the bottom of my heart, if you can go ahead and subscribe, whether it's through there, Google Play, of course, SoundCloud, Stitcher. I will also have a SoundCloud account, so you could also get your uh, get my podcast through them. Uh, whatever it takes, people, just spread the word, uh, which is just as important as putting this stuff online or even going to my website to get traffic, to get a lot of hits, as important that is. But the word of mouth is just as, in this day and age, is critical in order to get this show out. There's your who, J Reels, your what, the show that I've expressed the, the 5, 10, 15 minutes earlier. When will be every week, and not only every other week, not only that, I'm going to release the podcast on Monday. I figure, hey, start your week off, especially when you subscribe, you wake up that morning or even sometime that afternoon and you'll get that notification saying, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is on the J Reels podcast or J Reels is talking about this or whatever it is. So I figure Monday's a good way to start off your week and uh, that's what I'm looking to do to record during the week, edit, do whatever tweaks I need to do on the weekend and then boom, come any point Monday in your inbox or even on your screen you'll see that the uh, podcast will be up and running so that's when you'll see it and how you'll get it again Instagram Facebook don't forget Twitter Twitter I've been a little bit more active on I have not been a Twitter guy pretty much my whole life but in the last three months I've been on that uh, Twitter just trying to plug as much as I can but uh, I hope to increase my followers and the people who uh, follow me on that because I know Twitter is a very instrumental tool as far as getting the word out, because there's, I believe everybody's on Twitter, aren't they not? And then, of course, the website, jreels.com. And lastly, before I just, uh, bid adieu, I do want to say this. As I said earlier, on and off for 17 years doing this, but more importantly, going back to the very beginning of this podcast in '73, being a Met fan and following all these teams and watching all these games and players and things of that nature, there's an author named Malcolm Gladwell. Who has a book called Outliers? Highly recommend it. You should definitely read it. But in that book, he has a chapter where his theory is that anybody who masters anything in life, whatever it is, whether it's business, in this case, watching sports, uh, marketing, whatever it is that you aspire to be or achieve, or you just had that burning sensation inside of you that you just love to do whatever it is, exercise, that a master would be somewhere around 10,000 hours. Well, I think I have that probably times three, maybe even times five, considering that I've been on this planet almost 50 years, knock on wood. And with all the games, news, players, uh, you name it, over the years, I am a walking encyclopedia when it comes to sports. And this is one of the reasons why I have not let this dream die on the vine And that's what I'm trying to convey to you people. Whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're trying to get into sports or have your own podcast, whether it's an entertainment podcast, music, spiritual, whatever it may be, please just keep that in mind. And not only that, I'm also going to dabble a little bit into that too. It's going to be predominantly sports, people, without question. But I may have that athlete that's gone through some tough times or may have had a personality that comes on that talks about Getting that fork in the road in life And sometimes we all need that You know we all look at these athletes And you know certain Personalities we put them on a pedestal And we think that you know they're perfect Or they're infallible When in actuality they're not And we've seen that time and time Again you know in the history of sports Where athletes who had it all And they just lost it Or the athlete that was the underdog And made it right to the top To me, those stories I find compelling, and those are the type of, those are some of the stories that I hope to deliver to you guys over the course of time. And to me, that's what's going to make this show. Because yes, we could talk about all the games, we could talk about strategies, we could talk about trades, sports news, which is great, but if we ever get that type of athlete on who has had some adversity, who has had to overcome struggles, whatever it may be, to me, I find that just as fascinating is talking about the game. It's talking about you know, what happened at in the ninth inning of game seven or what happened with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So those are some of the stories I'm going to touch on. And again, all that information you'll find on my website or any social media channel. So please, subscribe. I greatly appreciate it. From the bottom of my heart, uh, I can't say enough uh, with gratitude and uh, just blessed to be here to provide you with uh, whatever content I could deliver uh, when I'm talking about S-P-O-R-T-S so as I sign off from the South Bronx South Beach South Pacific South Central and all points beyond peace love and God bless everybody talk to you soon look forward to sharing my perspective of the world of sports with everybody out there in this podcast universe and until next time on the flip baby